life isn't just one story, it's multiple stories. I will share authentically and bravely my stories in hopes to inspire you to live a creative, purposeful, meaningful, and happy life. Today's episode is going to be about failures. And you're probably wondering why in the world would I want to talk about failures? And specifically, I'm going to be talking about my failures. So yeah, this episode should be really fun. The reason I decided to do this was because on the last episode, I was talking about how I was trying out for cheerleading when I was in fifth grade and I got cut. And so my mom called me after she heard the episode. She's probably my most loyal episode listener there is. Thank you, mom, for always listening and for all your support. But anyway, she called me because she said she was cracking up when I mentioned getting cut from the cheerleading squad. And I want to give you a little backstory on that and the reason she thought it was funny that I got cut because that was one of my so-called failures in life. The reason she thought it was so funny is because when I was in fifth grade, we were trying out and you had to come up with your own cheer routine. And I didn't have any older siblings. I was the oldest. And so I didn't have anybody to go to for advice or to teach me a cheerleading routine where all of my friends had older siblings, older friends or whatever that knew the in most popular cheer routines. Well, because I didn't have that advantage, my mom, for some reason, decided she was going to teach me a cheer routine to try out with. (laughs) So I'm not even sure if my mom was ever a cheerleader. Maybe she was. I'll have to find that out. But if she was, I was born in 79. So she probably was a cheerleader somewhere in the early 70s, is my guess. So by the time I was trying out for cheerleading, the most popular moves from the 70s were no longer popular at the time I was trying out. But for some reason, she thought they were still relevant. She taught them to me. I thought it was great. I was pretty proud of myself. And I went in and I used that routine to try out for cheerleading. Well, unfortunately, I did not make the cheerleading squad. And I was the laughing stock of all my friends. Everybody thought it was funny. And 30 years later, we can still laugh about it. And if I talk about it with my friends, they remember it and we still laugh about it. So it's one of those things that I can laugh about now. Yes, it was painful at the time. I didn't get on the cheerleading squad. But you know what? I was trying to find myself in this world. I really thought I wanted to be a cheerleader. It sounded fun. It sounded like the thing to do in fifth grade. But what I realized is... I'm not cut out to be a cheerleader. Even if I had the most popular cheerleader moves, cheerleading is not for me. That's not my style. That's not who I am. That's not who God made me to be. But I had to figure that out the hard way by trying and failing. And so I thought this episode to further elaborate on that story and to share with you some of my failures because I want you guys to see the human side of me. I have a podcast. I'm a life coach. I put myself out there a lot. I take risks. I take chances. But with all of those risks and chances and putting myself out there, I've made so many mistakes. I've had a lot of failures. And I just thought I would share some of those with you so that you can see the human side of me and see that I'm just like you. I think anytime we put ourselves out there and we have a goal, we have a dream, or we're trying something new, you're going to have failures. And so I just thought it would be fun to go through a few of mine And we'll start with my college years. I failed at college. I did horrible. I did terrible. And I probably got a few good grades. But I just didn't enjoy college. It wasn't my thing. 
I ended up dropping out, skipping class, all of those things. I was going to school for elementary education and looking back at it now, that wasn't me. That's not what I would want to do. You know, I love my kids' teachers and I respect them, but I'm not cut out to be a teacher. And so I look at my college years as a failure. But again, I was trying to find myself in the world. I put myself out there. I gave it a shot and it just didn't work out. It's one of those things. Also, as a college student, I got into the retail business. They opened up this new department store where we live and it's called Von Mar. It's still there today. And I still think about it when I go in there shopping, how that was one of my first jobs. And I was so excited because they paid really well at the time. And I went in with a friend who already had a job there and I filled out the application and I had all these expectations that I was going to be working in the junior department where they had all the new trendy clothes. And I was really excited about it. Well, that's not the department they put me in. They put me in the petite department upstairs. That's where I had to work. And I had to dress up every day. You couldn't wear pants. You had to wear a dress and you had to wear pantyhose. And it was freezing up there. So I got to go hang out with small older women on all of my shifts. That's what I got to do when I worked in the retail business. And so I learned I'm not cut out for retail. That's just not my thing. And I ended up quitting that job. And then I got into the childcare business. I worked at several daycares. I love kids. They made me so happy. They were so fun to be around. I had to figure out which age group I liked the best. I thought I liked the school-aged children because they were fun to be around, But I learned, and maybe it's because I was younger, but they thought I was their best friend and they didn't have to listen to me, right? We were friends. Well, when I went to work at another daycare, I took a different approach. I thought, okay, I'm not going to be friends with them. I'm going to put my foot down and show them who's boss. Well, they didn't appreciate that and we didn't hit it off and we didn't get along very well. So I asked to be moved to the babies, the one-year-olds. And oh my gosh, I love the babies. And thinking back, just even in the childcare field, I had to fail to find out what I was good at. And I was good with the one-year-olds, the toddlers. I got to sit there and hold them and rock them and sing to them and read them books. And they loved me. And I loved them. And it was just the perfect fit. But I had to try different age groups until I figured out what worked out. So I had a lot of failures before I got it right. But through working in the childcare business, I realized one thing. When I watched some of those kids when their parents came and how the kids acted, I thought to myself, okay, my kids will never act that way when I end up having kids. They will not act like that and I'm going to be a better parent than that and my kids will not behave that way. Well, that leads me to my next set of failures and that's the failure of parenting. Oh my goodness. We could go through a whole list of failures that I made as a parent. So when I was in the childcare business, I ended up getting pregnant after we got married with my first son and I quit working and ended up staying home to be a mom. And being a mom is the hardest job I've ever had. And I've made more failures at being a parent than I've ever done in my life. Some are embarrassing, some are awful and I'd rather forget about, but it's helped shape the parent that I am now. I'm not perfect. I never will be a perfect parent, but there's some mistakes that I made before that I don't make now. And I had to learn that the hard way. One mistake that I remember, and I can't believe I'm actually saying this out loud, but for some reason, I thought it was a great idea to give my son, my oldest son, the poor kid, a haircut. 
I thought that I could do that. I always wanted to cut hair. I felt like a professional. So I would give him a sucker and put him in front of the TV and start cutting his hair. And when I look back at pictures, oh my gosh, I don't know what I was thinking. I never had any business or should have had any business cutting that poor kid's hair. It looked terrible. But I guess at the time I thought, hey, it's doing the job. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking, honestly. But one time I was cutting his hair and I snipped a piece of his ear. Yes, I cut his ear and I about died. And I can't remember if he even cried, but I felt terrible. I made a huge mistake. And it's probably the last time I ever cut his hair. The other mistake that I remember making was with my other son. It was his first birthday and we're celebrating just the four of us in the kitchen. And I put a candle inside his donut and we're singing happy birthday. And I have it on the plate and I'm holding it out in front of him. And the candle is lit and I turned around to look at my husband as we're singing to make sure that he is recording because that's back in the day when we recorded everything with the video camera. So I glanced back at my husband to make sure he's catching the highlight on the camera and next thing I know I turn around and my son touched the flame and he starts crying. He burned his finger and that was a failure as a parent. Terrible failure. Terrible mistake. And believe me I never did that again. And I could go on with a whole other list of parenting failures, but I would rather not go there. So I'm going to move on to some of my business mistakes and failures. I did screen printing before I got into the coaching business. The first mistake I made was accepting a large order before we even unboxed or unpacked our screen printing machine. We'd never used it before. And I took on this large order. I don't know what I was thinking, but I did it. And it was the most stressful thing I've ever done. Because we had no idea what we were doing. We made so many mistakes trying to figure out how to make these shirts. The first mistake was the ink. The first time I tried rinsing the ink off of everything, it was blue ink, royal blue ink. I took it up into my sister's kitchen sink and start washing it off. Well, it didn't come off. And it was all over my hands. It was all over her sink. It was everywhere. Well, come to find out that particular ink, you have to have a special solution to get it off. So we had to order that special solution and then I somehow had to clean my hands off in the sink and I'm not even sure how we did that, but it was a terrible nightmare. Huge failure. Another failure, we took on this soccer project and I made a mistake by telling them they would have their order like by tonight or whatever, that night. And as we're finishing the order up in my sister's basement, we printed a design on one of the hoodies, on the pocket part. So a little portion was printed on the hoodie pocket by mistake. And it was just a little bit. But the mistake I made was telling them that their order would be ready and we didn't have any backup sweatshirts. And so we had to send the order off with the design partially printed on the hoodie pocket. Oh my gosh, I just still cannot believe that we did that. It was a huge failure, huge. Another time we took on this order, And we had moved our ink into a different location. Well, when you're screen printing, you have to heat the ink and cure it. Otherwise, when you throw it in the washer, it's going to wash off. It's going to fade. And so it has to be cured and heated at a certain temperature. Who knew, right? Yeah, we didn't know when we started. We had to figure all of that out initially too. So that was a whole nother process. But on this particular order, we'd been doing screen printing for a long time. But we had moved the location of the ink. So what I think happened was because of the temperature change, or maybe it was the season change, even when the seasons change and the temperature in the air changes, it affects how long you have to heat that ink, right? 
Well, we did this order. Thankfully, it was for a relative of my sister's, her in-laws. But we gave him the order and she called and says when she washed all the shirts, the design washed off. And we about died. So we had to reorder all the shirts and make them again because of that failure. I'm telling you guys, screen printing was the hardest job. And those weren't the only mistakes we made. We made many, many more. And that is a big reason why I got out of it. Could I have worked through all those failures and and kept getting better? Yes. But it wasn't my dream job anyways. And that's why I'm going to move on right now to coaching because that is my dream job. I'm so happy with life coaching. But when I started off, I made a lot of failures. And I'm going to tell you about some of those. There was a time where I thought it was a great idea to put together some coaching packages. Well, nobody else thought it was a great idea because nobody purchased those packages. I guess you could consider that a failure. I felt like a failure. Nobody wanted what I had to offer. And get this, I have done giveaways where I give things away. I put together a nice package with some nice items. I offer a free coaching session. And there are times when nobody wants anything for free. That was a failure. Or I had somebody win the package, but they refused the coaching call. And that was the whole point. So I considered that another huge failure. Here's another time. This was another painful failure. I took a coaching class and at the end of the class, I had to coach the instructor and they would decide if you passed or failed the class based on how you coached them. So I was coaching him and as he talked, there was a slight delay because it was through a Zoom call, but then he paused for a long time between words. And there were a couple of times that I thought he was done talking. And so I proceeded to talk. Well, the feedback he gave me, I did pass, I'll say that. But the feedback he gave me was that I interrupted too much and I needed to work better on that. I felt like a failure. Even though I passed, I felt like a failure. I had to coach in front of the whole class during that course. And I never got feedback like that. It was always positive, always encouraging. And that was the first time I'd ever been told that it didn't feel good. And then the time that I recorded the podcast episode, scheduled it, made it live, and I got a phone call from my sister and she said, Crystal, I think you forgot to edit your podcast episode. She said, I keep hearing you cough and clear your throat. (laughs) So I went to listen and sure enough, I forgot to save the edit. And I posted the raw episode before I edited out all the coughing and clearing my throat. Because yeah, that's what I do when I record an episode. It's hard to talk for 20 minutes and not clear my throat or cough or to take a drink. And that's what you got until I caught it and made the changes. It was put out there for everybody to hear like that. It was a failure. And those are just a few of the many failures I have made. But you know, I don't like to look at them as failures. I really don't. And what I like to do is I like to flip them around and to look at them in a different way. So remember that first order I took, the shirt order, the huge one, before we even had the screen printing machine out of the boxes. Instead of a failure, I can look at that as I was being confident. I was confident that we were going to get the job done. And guess what? We did get it done. We made a lot of mistakes. We failed a lot, but we got it done. I was being confident. And what about the time we put the design on the pocket? Yes, that was a huge failure. But I wanted to be reliable. I wanted to be trustworthy and honest. And when I said the order was going to be done that night, I wanted to give them their product that night. What about my parenting failures? Yes, I failed many times. But 
One thing can always be said. I love my kids more than anything. My husband and I both would lay our lives on the line for our kids. So even though we've made mistakes, thankfully our kids forgive us. Kids are so forgiving and loving and they don't hold any of that against us. Thank the Lord. But bottom line, we love our kids. We're not perfect. We make mistakes, but we love them. What about my coaching packages that I've offered or the giveaways that were failures? Well, I can look at that instead of that I'm a failure. I was ambitious. I was brave. I was learning. I was being courageous. And I was pursuing my dream. I was trying to find out what worked. I was trying to get business. I was taking a chance. You know, focusing on your failures and how bad they make you feel and how embarrassing they are. And believe me, they're embarrassing. If you keep focusing on how many times you failed or what if you do fail, it's going to halt your dreams. You'll never achieve your dreams by focusing on all your failures. You're going to feel frustrated. It's going to keep you from finding answers and solutions and from moving forward because that's really what you want to do. You want to keep learning and growing. And we have to know failures are to be expected. And the more you have to achieve in life, The more successful that you want to be, the more failures you're going to have. That can be a good thing, right? If you're afraid to fail before you even get started, that's going to keep you from achieving your dream. But if you have a dream to achieve, just know that you're going to have failures. And it's okay to be scared. Brave people can pursue their dreams and they can be scared. They can do that all at the same time. We don't like to fail because it's embarrassing. It makes us look bad and it hurts and it's painful, but the chances are you will survive your failures. You'll get through it. And if you're like me, you'll be able to laugh at most of them. Just like my cheerleading failure. We laugh at that. It was embarrassing. Then it hurt. It was painful, but we laugh at it and it's cool. It's fine, but I'm much better because of all of them because I learned so much from failing and the whole process. You learn by getting dirty and trying things and saying yes more often and going for it. And I think at the end of the day, you're not going to regret your failures as much as you would regret not trying or not going for it. Failures are a part of life and it's okay. So that leads us to the end of the episode. And I want to ask you this powerful thought-provoking question. And I really want you to think about it. How is fear of failure holding you back from something. We all have things that we want to achieve, but we let fear hold us back. Fear of failing. I was on a call earlier today and she said we have to fail forward. And that means you move forward. You move ahead by failing. And it seems backwards, but it's true. You have to be willing to try things, to find out who you are, what you like best, what works best, who you want to become, what you want to do. We figure that out by taking chances, trying things, doing things, and being willing to fail. You will recover, and hopefully you can look back and laugh at all the failures and mistakes that you made. Be easy on yourself. Don't be so hard. You're human. It's part of living in this world. And if you want somebody to walk along your side and to help you to get through all of your failures, of course, I always like to offer my coaching services. I've been there. I've done that. And I would love to help you get through all of your failures because if you're like me and I have a feeling most of you are, you still have things you want to achieve and you're still going to make a lot of mistakes and fail a lot more on the way there. We can do it together. 
And I'll be there to support you and to help you pick things back up and to keep moving forward because that's what life coaches do. I help you move forward and to get what you want. So I hope you have a great day. You guys are awesome listeners. Take care and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Hey, I have a great opportunity for you. I just so happen to have a few open coaching spots for new clients. If you are looking for something more or for something different, I would love to help you get there. I believe you are more than capable with a coach like me to support you and to hold you accountable. Go to crystalstidham.com and send me a message. Let's connect. There's no obligation to sign up. It's just a free chat to get to know each other a little better and to see if we are a good match. It's crystalstidham.com. I look forward to talking to you soon.